Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, the Avengers 4 trailer has been moved back. Daredevil has been canceled. God. But we're getting Captain Marvel. The second trailer has come out. And sooner than that, we're getting The Runaways. The second trailer has come out. We're going to talk about both of them. All that right after this. Today, our show is brought to you by HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MCUcast60 and use the promo code MCUcast60 to get $60 off your first three boxes. It's good food, and you got to eat, and you can support the podcast. Uh, we'll do a full ad read later, but uh, now to the show. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. So, Jeff Randall... Sad day. Sad day. Just because of, like, an actual human being dying, we don't get the Avengers 4 trailer today. Why do all the bad things happen to us? <laughs> Man, that's... We're going to get some blowback on that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, clear, I'm clearly kidding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sad day that uh, we... It we, is... We it is lost lost a lost a president that comes from a time when we didn't all have to hate our presidents um uh, or, or you know be so divided it's kind of it's sad day but because of uh george hw Bush's, bush's death we have um uh we're not gonna get the avengers 4 trailer until friday um, well that's that's the uh the newest report is that it's been pushed back to friday we're still not completely 100 percent sure because that hasn't been confirmed by anybody but oh okay i thought it was, this was a confirmed thing no no that's mm. like uh it's it's been reported by like deadline and various other people have uh, i think kind of ridden that wave okay well then this is a weird news story to put up top because it might not be isn't news it, isn't it <laughs> I thought I specified that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's okay. Well, we, we it sounds like we will be getting the Avengers 4 trailer sometime soon. I mean, it's it's about time. Yeah. I don't know how I often mean, we normally get our first teaser for a movie. We don't even have a title for this movie yet. Yeah, we really don't. And, you know, a lot of people were saying that when the Avengers 4 trailer comes out, it's you know, it has to come out along with the prequel comic, which is supposed to come out today. Um, but apparently, nothing. No prequel comic either? Well, I'm sorry, no no, like, no like, title announcement, no announcement of like when the trailer's going to come out. We got the prequel comic, I think. I haven't gone to pick it up. Oh, I wonder if it... I mean, I, I'm surprised that in the prequel comic it doesn't at least say the title. But if that's the case, we would have heard by now. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Unless no one has read the prequel comic yet. <laughs> huh. People don't read comics. Funny joke. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> all right. So well, in, 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 in worse news, much worse news, uh, that is, is, uh, is, is very negative. Daredevil has been canceled. You know, honestly, I'm yeah. not surprised. Oh, me neither. I mean, we 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 saw them cancel uh, Iron Fist, which we were like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Then Luke Cage, and we're like, oh, and now Daredevil's like, oh, they're just they're just canceling them all. It's what they're doing. They're they're letting a season air. They're not announcing it until after because they probably contractually can't. But now we know these are the last seasons of these shows on Netflix. That's correct. 
Because when when Daredevil was canceled, there was uh, immediately talk of you know maybe this this character could live on somewhere else. This character could live on in future projects for Marvel. Right. Um, I, I wonder what that the rules are with them using all the same actors and creative team. Because if I were them, I would want to launch my Disney service with these these ki- these, these shows in place. Right. Because. I'm not subscribing until these shows exist, you know, or until they drop their first Marvel thing. So if, if they're smart, they'll, as soon as Disney plus is a thing, these shows will all exist. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, maybe they don't want that. Maybe they don't want their servers to be hit so hard immediately. I don't know. Um, but, but it it's, sounds like we're getting, they're talking about a life elsewhere. I wonder if they're going to have the, when they say these characters may have find a life elsewhere, are they being specific about it being these actors and these incarnations of these characters? Uh, no, it, this is from Netflix. It says, while the series on Netflix has ended, the three existing seasons will remain on the service for years to come, while the Daredevil character will live on in future projects for Marvel. Okay. I hope it's Charlie Cox's Daredevil. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yep. And I hope they don't water it down. I'm also saying that it's a scary time. It's a scary time for the defenders. It's all, I'm, yeah. I'm nervous. There was another report um, from some insider on Twitter that said that this is all happening simply because it's too expensive to maintain these series because they're just getting too expensive and you know producing them is, is costing so much. So they're just scrapping it. I don't believe that. I think they're I think they're doing something else with it because this show Daredevil was not that much more expensive than like a house of cards and they they're still making that they still made a season of that show. Mm, I don't know. It's got more effects but like the kinds of sets and things they have to do for something like House of Cards it's pretty intense and the, and that level of actors they have hired in that show. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm just, I think I'm very melancholy about this lack of Daredevil. Because <laughs> even if they do move it, I just hope it does. Like, I don't even want to wait on a season a little extra long. Even if it meant they were moving it to a service where they get more creative freedom and all this stuff. Like, I don't want to wait. I want a season of Daredevil, like, in a year. <laughs> I don't want to have to wait for them to figure out the legalese and how to get a show launched on a new service. Like, just, just give me more Daredevil. Yeah, according to CheatSheet.com, uh, on April 30th of this year, 2018, um, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage all cost about $40 million per season. $40 million per season. Okay, yeah, that is expensive. Like, uh, I think I think we've discussed, like, uh, Shield. Well, House, of Cards, House of Cards cost $60 million per season. Yeah. By the same report. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. And I and I I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I know that House of Cards had a cultural moment early on, but I don't know that it's getting as many viewers now as Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage. Maybe it's just because of who I am and the space I occupy in the world. But like, just added, I don't hear anyone talking about House of Cards anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Kevin Spacey was Kevin Spacey, so everybody just right. kind of well, they, fell off of that. They made the last season without him. 
Yeah. Which, which in itself is, is like, can be detrimental to the show. It was for me. And I, I hate to say it. I, I, I tried to watch the next season and it just didn't have as much life without Kevin Spacey. And honestly, that's not even true. Um, the last, the last three seasons were very good. It's like the first season's amazing. <laughs> and then the last two or three just kind of weren't great. Yeah. But that happens. Anyway, Daredevil's canceled. We can all, yeah. I'm, I'm seriously real sad about it. Real, real sad about it. Yeah. When, uh, when it was announced, I was just like, yep, I was expecting that. Yep. Doesn't me make me any less pissed off. Yeah. It's just, it's really aggravating because it felt like, it felt like they had a thing, you know? It felt like they had a, a good flow going. They had their rhythm. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, this is a good show, so. And all the shows. Why would you stop? All the shows have gotten better in their second season, with the exception of Jessica Jones. Um, and Punisher was amazing. Like, the shows have just gotten better and better. And, uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's debatable that shows got better in their second season. There are, like, Daredevil got, I I honestly feel that Daredevil got its best season in season three. Oh, I agree. But the second half of season two was not as good as... That's true. That's true. I guess I was saying the most recent season was best is what I kind of was meaning. But yeah, I kind of forgot it was its third season. Uh, But yeah, uh, the more recent seasons seem to have been, they just seem to be getting better and better. I, I like, I've really liked these shows. And Luke Cage, it could be argued. I think those two are pretty close in quality. Um, but Jessica Jones seems to be pretty universally, uh, thought of as the worst, worst for the second season. Um, but, but Jessica Jones still had a few, has a huge following and people love it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Just bummed. We have, we have talked bummed. ad nauseum about that. So. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're both pretty, uh, pretty bummed out that. Daredevil is, I don't, I don't, it's not necessarily going away. It's just not being made anymore. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the show's I still going to be there. there. We can go rewatch sure, it. Sure. But I don't want, and, and, and I, I gotta say, if it, if it's over and spoilers for Daredevil, we've already covered it, but if you haven't seen it, I'm going to talk about how it ended uh, in the next two minutes. So if you wanna, don't want to know, skip forward. Um, but I actually think that if it's over, it's a great three season arc that ends really well. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. There's not a lot of loose threads. Um, I can't really, I'm, off the top of my head, I can't think of any. He gives that speech at the end where he talks about being the man without fear. Like, it seems almost like a Daredevil origin, Daredevil year one kind of three season arc. And I, and I think it's, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, it, it it's really. It's like Daredevil year one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you also have to include the Defenders because, sure. you know, so, season three came, you know, so heavily from the Defenders. Right. So, like, three and a half season arc. Um, and, and yeah, I, just, I think it's it's a really good story told from beginning to end. So, if that's all we ever get, I'm, I'm not, it's not the worst thing that could have happened. I like that they got an ending out. If they'd ended on a cliffhanger and then we never heard back from it, I'd be really mad at Marvel right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course, um, Jessica Jones kind of did. And so did Luke Cage, and so did Iron Fist. Like, that's why, so Daredevil, at least Daredevil had a chance to end well. Yeah, at least it, it felt like it had been pretty well capped. You know, yeah. there's that one loose thread of, uh, he's going to be bullseye. The right, that's true. He's going to be bullseye. That's true. 
and you know he's one of Daredevil's biggest enemies. So like that's a huge fight that we need to see. But I don't think it's a big enough loose thread to be like you know really like torn up over in a in a huge way. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that if it ended now, I don't want to see it end. I want it to come back, but at least I got a full story out of it. <laughs> uh, but all the every other show ended on a cliffhanger, <laughs> and then yeah. I, and I just really. Like, how the hell are you going to end Luke Cage with him standing over the Harlem's Paradise like that? Yeah, that's a looking like the bad guy. Weird way to end. And how are you going to end? And again, spoiler alert for all these all these Defender shows. How are you going to end Jessica Jones with her best friend shooting her mother and then them not being friends anymore? Like, that's a really bad place, (laughs) right? Like, that season was already so dark, and then you just ended on such a down note. And Hellcat now, apparently has powers that we don't ever get to see. Like, I just don't well, think that Disney... We are getting we are getting a third season of Jessica Jones. Oh, it's, that's right. It's still in production, so we're going to get that, at least. We're going to get uh, a second season of The Punisher. Right. So Punisher we're at least going to get those two. did it season one and been fine, but I'm glad they're making a season two. Um, just from a, a talking about... <laughs> cliffhanger perspective Um, they're gonna end it on a on a weird cliffhanger he's gonna be like frankencastle or something and then like they're gonna be like oh it's canceled that you know hope you liked it and we're gonna be like no we did not we did not like it um (laughs) all right well let's go to happier things yeah we got Um, new stuff coming out yeah let's talk about runaways first how about that runaways first okay we got a thing that's coming out the next trailer number two trailer number two man this trailer came out uh last thursday actually and we have not gotten a chance to talk about it this was right like a week after thanksgiving because you know that's when it's great to release things right yeah we get to do all the talking about it We're we're doing so much. Anyway, so they released a two-minute trailer. Well, minute 58, but still, two-minute trailer. And if I recall correctly, everything is coming out on the same day. Holy crap, Matt, that's coming out in two weeks. Wow. Okay, sweet. Well, that'll be fun. I'm excited about Runaways. Um, yeah, Runaways, out in two weeks. How many episodes? Uh, it's going to be all 13 episodes. Okay, 13 on Hulu. So we'll have a big project two weeks from now. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, um, fine, it's fine, we're fine. Oh yeah, I'm excited. I don't know, Jeff oh, doesn't, man. Jeff sounds a little overwhelmed. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm, well, that's also the day that I have my, uh, my next Microsoft exam scheduled. Oh, okay. So I'll be taking the 70-535 Architecting Microsoft Azure Solutions. Sounds perfect. She'll be done studying. <laughs> You'll take the test, and then we'll spend two weeks uh, watching. Yeah, we'll <laughs> recover. as fast as possible. <laughs> um, okay, so what do you think of this trailer, man? This trailer is really, really awesome. Um, you know, we see a lot of the kids doing their their runaway thing. Like, they finally run away. And, like, it looks like there's a lot of flashbacks, but it also, you know, it seems like they're exploring a lot of things that we wanted them to explore in the first season. Like, yeah. everybody's exploring their powers. You know, we see Old Lace some more. Old um, Lace looks great. Old Lace looks so good. <laughs> who are not watching Runaways yet, they have a dinosaur on the show, 
and the dinosaur looks amazing. It looks like like really good little CGI sort of character, and I think a lot of it's practical, and then everyone's watched CGI, and it just looks great for a TV dinosaur. It looks amazing. Yeah, the fact that this is a, a TV series and they're making a dinosaur look that great is just mind blowing. Yeah, it has a little bit of a cartoony sort of feel to it. I think um, the the the, um, the dinosaur does. Uh, yeah. with his facial expressions and stuff, but like it still looks really good, and like it looks like it's in the world. Uh, yeah, I mean that's how Old Lace was, though. Old Lace was like an intelligent character. Yeah. So I mean, to, if you were to leave that out, like that's that's not doing a service to the comic. Yeah, for sure. But um, God, man, I I, I don't want to like jump to the end and and like just gush over the thing that excites me the most about the trailer but like i kind of also want to jump to the end and gush about the thing that excites me most because <laughs> i mean go ahead you know jump they're, to they're it. finally they're finally talking about how they need to work as a team instead of just like running away together they need to become a team but at the end of this trailer nico is saying something's happening to me and she has her own staff and like Finally gets, like, a, a costume look, yeah. but her eyes are darkening and cracking the same way that the zealots in the Doctor Strange movie had their eyes cracking and, and darkening as if they were, you know, as if she's drawing power from Dormammu mm-hmm. and the Dark Dimension. Or some, or somehow drawing power from the Dark Dimension, yeah. Um, so maybe she's dabbling in some dark stuff. I mean, she's a, she's a sorceress, so... Yeah, that's. I mean, that's how it was in the comics. She was she was a sorceress. Yeah, so that's that's exciting. The youngest one, Molly. I she's still my favorite uh, character on the show. I just <laughs> Wait, I like her so much. I like her power so her, much. She pulls her beanie down and it's a mask. Like yeah, that's so good. It's real good. It's real real good. Um, old lace is exciting. Um, the the jock with the. Uh, Blast fisty powers. <laughs> um, Chase Chase yeah. Stein. He's he looks great and and he has um, the fistigons like fully functional. Yeah, his his father, Mister Stein. Uh, I just love that actor because I love Buffy. Um, he played Spike and he's just awesome. And he's, I'm really excited that he's back. Uh, when last season, I think they gave him like a disease. He had cancer or something. Was going to die and then didn't. And it just makes me very excited because <laughs> I want him to stick around and be a part of the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, it was <clears throat> the sparkly alien guy, uh, Julian. I think was his character name. Right. If I'm not mistaken. Um, Am I? I don't know that I'm right on that. I think Julian's the name of the actor. I'm not sure. Anyway, um, yeah, Julian McMahon, Julian McMahon plays Jonah. That's who it is. Um, so uh, apparently, it was Jonah's blood that that saved him. Right. And now it looks like we're getting a lot more Jonah in in the second season. Well, yeah. For the first season, we didn't know who he was, and he was like a behind the scenes character, and he was like uh, in that recovery cocoon for half the season. He was just a mysterious character, but now he's been fully revealed. And so that looks exciting. I I liked, I liked, I liked all the dynamics and it's all sort of still mysterious, but we know it. We know a lot more than we knew in the first season. I'm, I, I'm pumped. Runaways was really, really good. 
Yep. And there's a, there's a shot in there of him glowing white, uh, holding Carolina's or Carolina's hand uh, while she's doing her like purplish, pinkish glowing. Yeah. And they're stepping into that giant hole. Yeah. And I, I'm really thinking that she's about to find out her origin like that half at least of her origin right and and the and then it cuts to one of the other runaways asking her is there something you're not telling us and so it sounds like she might be like working with her father a little bit or like i mean and who wouldn't be she's curious about who she is and she's trying to figure it out and he's got the answers so uh that's cool that's exciting you know what's really interesting is when i just i'm just looking at this right now i got the trailer up uh it was um it was Alex that asked her, is there something that you're not telling us? And there is a pretty clear QR code on the screen behind him. I wonder if that QR code goes anywhere. Hmm. I don't know. Check it out. I'm going to check it out right this second, actually. Cool. Oh, oh, it goes to somewhere. Where does it go? Oh, shit. It links to... Okay, that the QR code links to a Twitter status uh from marvel's runaways and it says connecting transmission received message it's not safe to talk yet but we need your help again we'll be back soon dash the runaways connection lost that's fun that's super fun that's so great (laughs) yay for random things in the backgrounds of trailers it's awesome (laughs) It's so uh, exciting. So yeah, this this show it's great. We should uh, everybody if you like Marvel, if you're looking for a little taste because we, we we got wild till till uh, Captain Marvel, uh, yeah, and we, we got until March. Shield starts after Avengers, so man, we got a long way to go. Got a long way to go in a short time to get there. Oh, that's not true. We same amount of time to get there. <laughs> okay, let's talk Captain Marvel. How about it? Hey, Jeff. Hey, Matt. You, you want to eat some good food tonight? I always want to eat good food, Matt. What kind of question is that? Well, I got a box over here with your name on it. You want to drive up to Alabama and, like, join me? Heck, I'll, yeah. Uh, I'll see you in nine hours. We can hello fresh and chill. Oh, man. I'm going to say that now. Doesn't <laughs> Yeah, man, use that. Use that on your wife. Hello I get to use that. Oh, hey, hey, baby, you want a Hello Fresh and Chill? You, you guys can do that too. You can be, you right can be there just as cool as us in your own home. You don't have to leave the house. You can cook, cook your lady or gentleman a special meal, and then uh, you're you're home. And you know what happens at home? You know what happens at home. Chillin' happens at home. Chillin'. You get to chill. That's right. HelloFresh and Chill. Uh, <laughs> HelloFresh <laughs> is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. Each box is made up of fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients from carefully selected farms and high-rated trusted sources. We have tried HelloFresh. It was awesome. Um... We've, we've had it a bunch of times now, and it's great. You should absolutely go get it. Um, 
the, the every every meal that I had with them was amazing. Um, you really, really just can't go wrong with HelloFresh. Yeah. Uh, they have the global eats option, which is great. It brings authentic international dishes and flavors to your home cooking for exciting new meals. I love new, exciting things. My girlfriend loves when I cook new, exciting things instead of the same uh, frozen dinners that I eat here <laughs> too often. Um, Wait a minute. Are you saying that chicken tenders and nothing else is a bad thing? Uh, she seems to think so. That's weird. She likes like spices. And then with the Global Eats, you can get that. Spices. Yeah, that's another thing that's really cool about HelloFresh is that they're not planning for you to have a whole bunch of staples in your cabinet. They're like, you got to have salt, you got to have butter, and that's about it. And then... Yeah, they include all they the send little you spices. All the little spice packs, everything that you need, fry seasoning, paprika, whatever you need for that dish, it's all in that little bag. You just pop open the bag, it's pre-measured, it's labeled, you know what goes with what, you throw it in, follow the instructions, and you're done. That's right. You get delicious filling meals delivered right to your door every week for less than $10 per serving and free shipping. Less than $10 per serving. That's awesome. And for a uh, for a brief time, there's the holiday box that's going on where you get to pick between a uh, a turkey for your holiday meal what? and a beef tenderloin if I'm not mistaken. What? That's yeah, awesome. That is rad. Well, you don't have to do any of the holiday shopping. They'll ship right. you a box with it. That's awesome. That is so awesome. So, guys, again, you get $60 off your first three boxes if you go to HelloFresh.com slash MCUCast60 and use the promo code MCUCast60. That's $60 off, folks. MCUCast60, HelloFresh.com. Do it. Okay. Let's talk Captain Marvel. How about it? Okay, man. General, we're, we're going to go for this. This one, we're going to, we saved it for last because we're going to do what we do with when these big trailers come out and kind of talk about it shot by shot and really discuss what's going on in the trailer. Uh, but first, general impressions. What do you think? I'm stoked. And honestly, I'm really pissed off that there are people on the internet that are trying to shit on this trailer. Yeah, the whole she doesn't smile enough is dumb. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I got to say, all right. I'm excited about it. I think it looks awesome. But I will say my one negative, there's a couple of very wooden lines from her. When she says, like, at the end she says something like, I'm not going to fight your war, I'm going to end it? Yeah, I'm not going to fight your war, I'm going to end it. It It sounds like she's reading the script a little bit. Like, it doesn't sound emotive to me or expressive. I think it's a little bit like, little wooden. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's going to be bad. I think it'll be great. I think the movie will be great. And I think even her acting will be great. She's a great actress. But sometimes when these gr- really great actresses come along to do uh, a superhero movie, they don't, like, fully invest their acting ability because they, like, you know. I'm not saying that's how this is going to be, but I... But <laughs> But there is a little bit of a... I'm a little worried by that delivery. Like, there's a couple lines in the trailer that I'm like, ooh, that delivery's a little stilted and wooden. But other than that, I think the trailer looks awesome. (laughs) All the things in the trailer look awesome. Okay, okay. I can can understand your opinion, even if I don't agree with it. Yeah, appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're growing. Um... Okay. So no, you're you, wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> you're going to take the thing frame by frame. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, let's see. We got 90s Los Angeles uh, subway. And then, I, honestly, I think that this first scene in here, in the in the train, is strictly to counter the people from the first trailer saying, like, why'd she punch an old lady in the face? Right. And it's, she punches the old lady in the face, and then the old lady fights back and does, like, flipping and kicking and, you know, obviously... Not just the an scroll. old lady. Yeah, he, obviously a scroll. while Nick Fury is saying, so the scrolls are the bad guys. Yeah, I like, I like the description of that because it just kind of, like... It's not just for the the character in the movie. It's also for the people watching the trailer. <laughs> so yeah. the scrolls are the bad guys. <laughs> like, what's going on in this whole Marvel thing? That's yep, very funny. It's, it's like it's for the people who are not us and who are not listening to us, right? Uh, or or people like us talking. Yeah, it, you know, it's for the, for those guys that are just like she punched. She's she just cold clocked an old lady. Like what like, the hell? That seems inappropriate, right? Like that seems excessive, ma'am. Couldn't you have just like had a conversation with her? What kind of superhero are you? <laughs> right, and fighting all fighting all the old women, and then yep. you get a shot. Of uh, the voiceover leads into uh, our our wonderful uh, Sam Jackson looking young, looking young. yeah, with both his eyes, yeah, and uh, and he remarks on the Cree being noble warriors, and she has to correct him, and and honestly, that half beat after she says noble warrior heroes, that half beat where she just kind of gives a small smirk, is what like that is what makes me fall in love with her Hmm. is that she's able to deliver that sort of just like snarky snide, like just enough to kind of be like, of course it sounds goofy, but I mean, this is what we do. And then she smirks about it. Like she, she can, you know, be not serious about it. And yeah, no, I'm down. I'm all all kinds of down. I, I like that. I do like that. She's got a little bit of lightheartedness to her. For sure. Um, I don't want to call it sass, because that's not the right word. <laughs> um, so then we see them in some sort of humongous Cree structure, walking toward a, a Cree ship. Yeah, Star Force! Looking like she's leading a force of uh, four other Cree, the Star Force, I assume. Yeah, one of which, uh, if you look on the far left, is actually Korath. It's Korath the Pursuer. Okay, where have we seen Korath before? Yeah, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, and it, right. That is Korath. Jimon uh, Hunsu is his, is his name. Um, yeah, he was the guy that was like, Star-Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, so he's not a Kree then, or he is now? He's not blue. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't blue in Guardians of the Galaxy, but he was also like heavily modified. That's um, true. Yeah, I just can't see. I can't tell in this trailer if he's supposed to be blue or not. Uh, and and the fact that they're calling her a Cree in this movie is weird. Um, yeah, it actually has got me is. thinking of a theory, and I don't know. There's only one one thing in the trailer that makes me think the tr- theory isn't true. Okay, you want to hear my theory? Give me your theory because I'm I'm in I'm intrigued. All right, this is completely based on the trailer with no information whatsoever. Okay, this is the best base. 
the everything we see in the, in the movie where she's in that green outfit, she's actually Jude Law. <laughs> it's a crazy theory. It's a crazy theory, but it's it's based on everything we've seen so far. That's my weird theory. And here's how it would work. 1990 whatever this happens when when all the stuff where she's talking to to everybody and all the stuff where she's like fighting the only thing is she's blue and i feel like there'd be more of a reaction that's the only reason i don't think that theory is probably true um but uh like he's working with sam jackson all that stuff like that's actually the jude law character and then something happens toward the end and then the uh, young captain marvel in the 90s like receives her uh all of her all of his memories and then like the whole movie is like her recalling herself going through all this stuff but it's actually uh marvell and it's like a it's like a torch passing movie and then all the stuff we see toward the last half of the trailer where she's wearing the new captain marvel outfit that's actually captain marvel like living in her own body not not having memories from a past life Mm, except that you see them together. Only, yeah, that's what I said. There's one shot that makes it not make sense, and it's the when you see them together. And my idea for that is that's them. Uh, that's her, like realize she's realized what's going on, and it's her like communicating with herself. Because hmm. no one else is in that scene, so she's like in a, in a room by herself talking to herself. It's a it's a theory. Uh, it, it's probably not right. <laughs> it's not a very strong theory. I don't know. It's just a theory. I just, I, I don't see why she's, it's, and then like, they, they give you that little conversation where the lady says, um, we found you, uh, we made you one of us. Um, and I've had this theory for a while. I never mentioned it on the cast. Uh, but then I heard that in the trailer and I was like, oh, well, I guess my theory is totally wrong. Uh, but then I was like, what if, what if she's talking to Marvell there and he, she's not, one of us wasn't a Cree turning him into one of us was turning him into like one of the star force or whatever. Um, it's a random idea. I don't think well, it's right. I'm not saying I'm not defending it to the hilt. I'm just saying it's a, if I called it, I I'm, I'm awesome. If I didn't, you know, okay. I'm still awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Like um, okay, so we, we can move on. That's that's my random idea for the day. That's my rampant okay. speculation for the day. <laughs> well, okay, so I guess the next frame is uh, after the the Marvel Studios sequence where it shows you know ten years of Marvel Studios. Yeah, uh, we have her crashed plane and the voiceover of "Your life began the day it nearly ended," and. She's got some. She's got some blue blood on her nose. Yeah, uh, which is a little bit odd for mm-hmm. Captain Marvel, you know. Um, and she's laying on the ground. Looks like she's pulsing with energy. Uh, I, I thought it looked like one of those um, uh, energy nets they used in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, mm. I think they used it on. Oh no! You mean uh, in Thor Ragnarok? Dude, I was thinking, don't they use something similar in like in that chase scene near the beginning of Guardians? Somebody throws, uh, I think, like uh, Gamora throws it at Star Lord, and oh, yeah, 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 knocks him down with some sort of energy net. But yeah, like they, they no, also no, no, use uh, it in Thor Ragnarok. Rocket, rocket shouted at it. Okay, yeah, yeah. That, I thought it looked similar to those things. 
So she's she's been taken. I love I love just the I love that they're going and this this so we see a cityscape a second later and it looks also super Kirby esque. Um, it looks very similar to what we saw in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, well that's that's obviously Hala, right? Uh, what is I mean, Hala? Hala's the Kree homeworld, Kree homeworld right. city. That's what I figured, thing. but I didn't yeah. even know the name of it. So we see blue fluid going into her after that, you know, with the with the continued voiceover from the lady. Blue fluid looking like it's going into her arm, uh, which reminds me a lot of the Tahiti process. Yes, it does. Which is super cool that they're making that, you know, if that's what's going on, that that's sort of like canon. or I don't know. <laughs> like, not that it wasn't canon before, but the fact that it's p- tying back to, like, season one... Yeah. Of of Agents of Shield is pretty cool. <laughs> so okay, uh, looking at it, I just I thought that I, I noticed something similar here. So when she's laying in the ground or laying on the ground and she's getting like she's got the energy pulsing through her, you see kind of somebody's hip walking toward her. Yeah, it's actually that's actually one of the members of the Star Force. You can see the the thing in a holster on the hip matches what you see on the Star Force a few frames earlier. When they're all five walking together. Okay. Yeah, see, I see that on the hip. Uh, does it match anyone specific hip or no? Uh, it looks like the guy on the, at least the one that we see, we only see one of those in the shot, and that's the guy, there's a there's a, a man we don't know. Uh, there's a blue, a Cree man that has two side shooters on his hip that look similar. Uh, yeah, to her right. Uh, but to, to her, her. To her right, yeah. Yeah, to her left, though, is Minerva, um, who is from the comics. And it looks like it could be her hip as well, because she's got uh, a similar shooter on the on the side there. Oh, I couldn't see that yet. Maybe I didn't look at the far enough into the frame. Okay, cool. Uh, it You know, that may be just like standard issue sidearms for the Kree military or whatever, but... Yeah. Um, Still, though, it's it's interesting to note that, uh, you know, it's them that picked her up. And that's kind of what we're led to assume, you know, with e- the either, voiceover. Either they picked her up there or that's a that's from later on in the movie and they're fighting there yeah. somehow. Because yeah. to me, it looked like she was already wearing the blue green uniform in that shot where she's under the net. Is she not? Also, uh, no, also, it looks like that's the standard pilot. Oh, outfit. you're right. You're right. It is green, but the it's like that, it's that green jumpsuit. Why does she have the blue blood then? Like that's what's I don't know, man. Confusing me. Like uh, if if they found her, brought her here, and gave her blue, you know, infused her with the blue, or maybe that shot of her with the blue blood is a different at a different time than when she's laying on the ground. That's possible too. My thought is that there. You want to hear my theory? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Okay. Rampant so my theory, my theory is that Marvel is actually going to end up being her father. Yeah, I think that's what they're doing in the comics, right? Uh, well, in or the, in the like comics, that. I haven't read he, the whole thing. 
in the comics, he shielded her, like, you know, originally. No, he I'm shielded her from a blast. Comics. I'm talking about the new comics. I don't know about the new comics, man. I haven't read them. Okay, well, they're doing some sort of new run, which I'm assuming they're trying to bring in line with the movies, and they're talking about how her, 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 basically she has some sort of heredity with the Kree. Um, and I don't know if it's Marvel's her father or whatever, but there's, there's something like that's going on in the comic books right now. Hmm. So. I don't know. Um, but my thought is that specifically because of that shot that debunks your theory. Right. Um, it looks a lot, it looks a little too familiar, you know, between the two of them. The way that he kind of just touches her on the forehead, he says, you're not as strong as you think. And like that whole, it looks too familiar to just be like a leader, uh, like, like a captain, maybe. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like no, I think that I think it does. But I would say it looks. It could easily be uh, a mentor, or even even a even a dating relationship, or it could be all kinds of things. There's a lot of things it could be. But yes, yeah. father father is one of those things. Father type figure is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um. Anyway, anyway, we we're getting really off track digging here. Digging in on this one, this one, one or two shots. Let's move on. Um. <laughs> We have some sort of shot of... It's her being blasted away from, I guess, that crash Air Force plane that we saw earlier. Yeah, because she's... You can see the air... The top fins of the airplane uh, on the right side of the screen and her being blasted back and in the jumpsuit. And that's the same color as the energy that was pulsing through her. So that... Like, in the in the original comic, she was shielded by Marvel from a blast and it kind of infused her with Kree DNA. Right. And that's what gave her her powers. Okay. And it looks like something similar could be happening here, or it could be that this is happening, and that's what awakens that Kree, that underlying Kree. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe maybe she gets knocked down and realizes she's got some Kree in her. Then we see a real badass shot of... Her be her with the mohawk with the full on yeah the helmet and the mohawk yeah I mean, it's in the mohawk. green costume but it's helmet and mohawk and she's blasting out of her fists some sort of energy yeah um, and then we see her hanging upside down getting some sort of uh, memories implanted I'm assuming those are all uh, all of Marvel's memories in support of my theory um, <laughs> I think it's actually them trying to wipe her memory kind right. of in a Tahiti style thing is that a scroll uh, though I think there's a scroll there so I think that's actually probably her has she's been captured or something right oh that's I think a, a good scroll point. on the left hand side it looks like, like a scroll scientist standing over her so maybe that's a different part of the movie that we're thinking all together I, look, I think they've done yeah. a lot of playing with time in this movie in this trailer. Oh. Well, the, the scrolls take your memories. Oh, and that's, oh, replace that's right. You. Oh, if they're taking our memories, then that could be, uh, that could be at any point in this movie, it could be a scroll her, which, Oh God, which sounds awesome. Um, oh my God. All of the shots that they do this thing, they do this thing throughout the movie where they show her as a child opening her eyes, her as an adult opening her eyes, and then her as a Cree warrior opening her eyes. And then later on in the movie, it's her as a child standing up, her as a teenager standing up, her as a uh, 
adult standing up and then her as a Kree warrior standing up and they're very defiant, like sort of standing, you know, superhero like standing positions. And it just infuses me with excitement. I really love it. Yeah, I love the, uh, the, like, this is the thing that she's done all her life. Like, this, it really just shows her as a, you know, her character as, you know, establishing it without the movie even being there. Like, yeah, we already know how much of a badass and how staunch she is just from this trailer. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, it, it, it reminds me of Captain America. You know, he's always been that guy who, who fights the bullies, you know, I could do this all day. I could do this all day. That's her. I could do this all day moment, you know, and, and it, and it's already, and it's, already drawing from that for this, <laughs> um, trailer. Yep. Love it. And it shows her as a, uh, she says that she has all these memories. It shows her driving a uh, race car, a go-kart as a child. It shows her uh, getting in an airplane as an adult. And then yeah, she's that, had a need for speed the whole time. Yeah, she's got a need, man. A need for speed. And then it shows <laughs> the beautiful, beautiful face of that young Sam Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not forget, though, that in the frame before that, we get Maria Photon Rambo giving the, uh, you know, that gnarly 90s How's It Hanging sign. I did not know who that was. So, yeah, sure, we get her. That is actually the mother of the hero Photon, who at one point takes on the name of Captain Marvel in the comics. So it looks like Maria Photon Rambo is the the wingman or wingwoman of... Uh, Carol Danvers. That's cool. Yep. You can be my wingman anytime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking 90s, there have to be all of the 90s references, right? We haven't gotten that many 90s references in this trailer. No, no. We just got the blockbuster in the last one, which was an amazing way to open the trailer. I'm, I'm guessing it'll be a way to open the movie, maybe. 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 Uh, but, I mean, it was a really good way to set it. And I honestly, in this trailer, other than Sam Jackson looking so damn young, that that is amazing work oh, yeah. on making him look that young. Yeah, it's super cool. Super, I mean, super cool. Especially as much as we see of him, it's looking like he's going to be a major part of the movie. Like, there throughout most of it. Yeah, unlike, in, in the past they've used this technique as like a little throwaway thing for a scene where, you know, sure they put a lot of money and time into that scene but that for that amazing effect, but they're not going to do it long. But this looks like they did it the entire movie. We'll see. We'll see how much of the movie he's in. He could just yeah. be like the wraparound thing where she's telling him the story of, of her as a Cree or whatever. And a lot more of just her as a Cree. Um, yeah, yeah. And I love his line in the uh, in the coming sequence where he's like, "Can you fly this thing?" And she's like, uh, "We'll see." He's like, "No, no, no. That's a yes or yeah, no that's question. A yes or no question." That, so that's pretty much the next thing we get. We get her flipping over a truck, and then them having a cute little interaction in the plane where he's like, "Can you fly this thing?" She's like, "Maybe." That's a yes or no question. And it's not just a plane, though. From the look of it. That's a Quinjet. Oh, yeah, for sure. Erupting out of a, uh, a a mountain in what looks to be the Mojave-ish area. Man, I'm excited that all this is going to tie into Avengers 4. <laughs> <laughs> like, th- I'm excited about this movie, just period. But then knowing that it, it, the plan is to tie it in is just super exciting. Um, all right, we got spaceships coming to Earth. We got... Uh, Carol Denver's looking like she takes off her helmet similar to Star-Lord. Like it just evaporates around her head. 
Yeah, and it lets your mohawk down. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so awesome. Yep. I, I love so that it's it's practical like that, you know? Yeah, me like, too. I don't need my hair to be in my face, so let me put it up with this helmet. But then when I'm done with the helmet, I, I would like my hair to come down and be pretty again, so let's just let it down. Yeah. And then we got a couple, looks like scrolls walking maniacally or, you know, menacingly, menacingly. down the hallway. Um, Actually, I only see the one scroll. The ears on the other people in the hallway look normal. Interesting. Uh, well, actually, I guess that's not that interesting because that could just mean there are there scrolls that have already become human or like already look like yeah. humans. But yeah, that's, either either they're scrolls that have already transformed, or they are Cree that think that they have captured the scroll. But the way that he's walking doesn't really give that whole. Uh, I'm a prisoner vibe. No, it doesn't. It looks like he's leading them. Um, and then we have a, and there's some sort of explosion in a, in a, in a forest opening. Um, and, and, um, Captain Marvel st- sitting there with a green blood all over. It looks like this might be actually from her, from the scene where she crashed, crashes or whatnot. Um, it looks like there's a scroll on the scene when she crashes. Um, and she also shows her reading um, reports of herself. <laughs> so that's kind of yeah. trippy. So it's like she she looked herself up and was like, "Oh shit, what was I thinking with that hair?" Right. Okay. So that, it, that, that it's like going to an old MySpace. That's probably the best evidence that it's not her. It's that my theory is dumb uh, because there's no reason for them to look her up if she's not doesn't look like that. <laughs> Right. If she hasn't been here the whole time. Unless, okay, just to hold on or to my mean, theory. If she has been here the whole time. Just hold on, to hold on to my theory more than I should. Um, unless there's some sort of infusion of where, like, Marvel takes on her look because he has some sort of run-in or infusion with the scrolls, Or is a scroll himself. Um, <laughs> oh, man. You're just, I, uh, you know? Just, just, I, I usually support your theories. No, no, you don't. You never do. I, I always, every time, support your theories, but I just don't know that I can continue that on this one. <laughs> I said it was dumb. Um, I'm glad you did. <laughs> I'm glad you know that. I, I, think, I think it's a fun little idea. Then we get a cool little sequence where a bunch of her versions of her are falling, including Captain Marvel from the sky. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, there's actually, there's one thing that I spotted there. Um, let's see, right after the, what looks like a dog fighting sequence, she, she's holding like a chunk of like melted dog tag yeah. and it says Carol Dan on it. Mm-hmm. There's been a pop that's been released. At least the, uh, the, the box uh, has been at least announced, like the the picture of it online, and it's it it's, looks like her in the green suit, but the name on it is Vers or Vers or Verse. Oh, it's V E R S. So she has the other half of her dog tag probably off in space somewhere, and that's that's the only name she knows to go by is Vers. That's yep. cute. I like that. Um, yeah. Thanks for spoiling us, Pop. Sorry we. Joined in the spoiling. <laughs> Damn um, it, Funko! <laughs> that's fun. Uh, I really like. Uh, there's a really badass shot of Jude Law walking um, in the green suit. In the green suit. The same green suit with his. Uh, <laughs> that's because he's the leader. 
Maybe. Uh, but he's got those uh, he's got those piercing orange eyes. Yeah. And um, you know that like very haughty I am in charge here kind of presence. Actually, if you if you look at what's around him, that looks like it might be the same kind of uh, the the same scene where she got her powers. Right. Yeah, it's very possible. Where she, the crash happened. It looks yeah. like he might be coming up to save her basically. Yeah, and it, it may be that he's coming up looking like, what the hell's going on here? I really love the with her that turns into with a hero. Yeah. Really like that a lot. Yeah, they're um, they're doing really good with her trailers. For sure. Oh, man. And then, like, right after that, she, like, tumbles down in her red and uh, red and gold and blue suit and then does the, just a big explosion knocks a, a couple of guys that are menacing out of the way mm-hmm. oh my god actually, it, it looks like the floor destroys below her actually where she lands yeah. uh, and then uh, we see a scroll and then a shot later we see a big dog fight happening in the air from Ronan the accuser's perspective yeah and that looks like that's above earth yeah so that's exciting. Ronan's back. The mm. character we never got to know well enough. <laughs> yep. And we get a great uh, great close-up of, of what the scrolls look like. And I gotta say, that makeup is fan-freaking-tastic. That costume work is incredible. Oh, yeah. That looks so good. Looks like, awesome. I'm, I'm paused on it. And, like, I'm marveling at how good it looks. I'm really interested to see just uh, how Ronan functions in this story because he's, a, you know, apparently on the same side, sort of, as Yeah, he's Kree. Kree. Uh, so he's kind of, I don't know if that means he'll be a good guy. Um, this may be like the story of how, you know, they're trying to stop the war and bring peace and he doesn't really want to bring peace. He just wants to annihilate um, the Kree. Which is what ends up, you know, with Xandar steps in or whatever. Just wants to annihilate everyone. Well, yeah, well, it was, um, like, they had a war with Xandar. I'm assuming that war with Xandar happened after the Kree Scroll War? That's right, yeah. So, I, I don't know. Like, in Guardians, it seemed like uh, the Kree Scroll War had been going on a, a hellaciously long time uh, because. Uh, he said that the Zandarians had killed his father and his grandfather. All oh, right, the Zandar Cree War, you mean? Yeah, yeah, the Zandarians had killed his father and grandfather. Right, but that could have been recent. I mean, they could have died. Cree live a long time. <laughs> uh, they, they, have, they do. They have longer, longer lifespan, right? Um, yeah, I mean that the lady said that so you could live longer and stronger. Yeah, so it's very possible that you know. That in the recent war, his father and grandfather were killed. Um, <laughs> my dad and my grandfather were on the way over here for Christmas, and then you blew up their ship. I, I, you guys are assholes. I think that's pretty. I, I don't, I, you're, you're acting like it's silly, but I don't think that's silly. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the idea that they could have, like, I mean, it could have been a ten-year war, and they could have easily died in, you know, in that ten years, or you know, you can lose your entire family. Even now, with our lifespans, you can lose people in that that span of time that could all have been in war together, or even yeah. just dist- killed. I don't know that he said they died in battle. Uh, they could have just could, they could have destroyed their 
the the city they lived in or something or the planet they lived yeah, on or the planet they were on like yeah. an Alderaan situation yeah that could so it, it's very possible that his family was just killed by the Xandarians um, looks awesome then we get a bunch of men in suits running into a hangar I keep pausing on the men in suits hoping to see Phil Coulson in there yeah I don't I don't see him I just don't see Phil Coulson in there no Coulson but it could be that he has hair and I just can't see a Coulson under hair <laughs> You know, I don't know what Phil Coulson with hair looks like. I don't. Phil, his first name is Agent Coulson. <laughs> and then right after the uh, the agents in suits swarming the hangar, this looks like. Um, I mean, you can see in the background where that uh, that um, oh shit, what is that thing? Ah, uh, Quinjet. It looks like the Quinjet that they right they took out of the hangar or before. a Quinjet, yeah. Or yeah, I mean, it looks like a Quinjet that I'm assuming uh, Carol and Fury were in, and I'm betting they're trying to get out, and Fury's going against the agency here. Yeah, uh, and then they're they're being hunted. That's yeah. that's what I'm going to assume. And I'm wondering if could that be Shield? You think that's Shield? That's probably the beginnings, or not the beginnings. It's oh, yeah. probably uh, that's probably Shield running up. That might be the beginnings of Hydra Shield, even. Yeah, maybe. Or oh or scroll, man, or Scroll Shield. Scroll Hydra Shield. Yeah, maybe that's been Scrydra. <laughs> Scrydra. Um, then we get a night. The the wonderful shot I mentioned earlier of all the different times in her life when she had to stand up to. To someone or for herself, it looks like, and it just looks awesome. It just yeah. it, it like brings a brings a real like warmth to my heart to see that shot. Um, oh man! And then like right after that, she's standing all like super powered, and her hair is flowing up, and it, it that's the binary look. Like that is the binary look. Cool. Oh, yeah, that's so good. Going through, she says, I, I, I'm not going to fight your war, I'm going to end it, which I really hate the the way she reads that line, but uh, it still looks, it, the look of it looks badass. And then we get the Captain Marvel logo. Oh, we get her flying around in space. Right. Oh, blowing I, things up. That's what I was up. talking about, yeah. But to describe it, yeah, she's, as she's oh. saying, she's going to end the war, she goes out and destroys tons of guys. Uh, it looks awesome. <laughs> looks really yeah. awesome. Uh, this is this just looks like the kind of movie I've been waiting on. It just looks awesome. We got a Captain Marvel logo, and then after the after the logo, we get a cute scene of <laughs> Fury <laughs> Fury petting a cat um, by the name of Goose. Yeah, which the the best thing about that is that Fury gets distracted by a cat because the the Fury we know would not do that. Yeah, Fury we know would like shove a cat out of the way and be like, "Excuse yeah. me, I have work to do." That's super great. <laughs> I, I love seeing a a young innocent Fury. My favorite part of that whole little sequence there is when he's standing up and he whispers to the cat, "I'll be back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he so will. Good. So good. Yeah, so, he will. Then we get one last shot of her zooming through space, and that is the end of the trailer. So. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. We just described all of it. Um, I think we have a few things to feedback, right, Jeffrey? Yeah, we got uh, we got some feedback to talk about. Um, Let's do that. Nothing about the trailer yet, mostly because uh, I think everybody's still in shock. Right. 
But uh, let's see. We got Jeffrey James coming to us on Facebook saying, sad to say, everything I know about corporate politics tells me that the Netflix shows are over. They won't announce officially until the last two are in the can uh, because that might reduce watchership. Which Netflix still wants. Uh, it's a damn shame because Disney does not have the ability to do noir. If they try to move the Netflix characters onto Disney Plus, we'll get Imitation Gotham and cameos by PewDiePie. <laughs> oh, why you gotta hurt me like that, Jeffrey James? Right? You cut me so deep. Cut so deep with that. It's like that. Like cuts to the quick of the argument so well. We'll get we'll get cameos by PewDiePie. All right. That uh, just aggravates the hell out of me to I, think about. I'm really trying to reserve judgment to see what they're going to do. If they really are, because apparently at first they said that um, this was this whole Disney service was going to be like a PG-13 service somewhere, they said that. And th- this is not, the, these shows have not been PG-13. And I'm, I'm really hoping that they they don't try to, you know, I don't even, you know, I don't even mind if it's a less gory as long as it's good. I don't know. I don't know, man. I just hope it stays good. I don't want it to be bad. I don't want them <laughs> to bring these characters over to Disney and ruin them. You know, on that point, Nathaniel Muzzy had said, I think Disney has said their streaming service will be PG, but I still think that's the most likely landing spot. Uh, I know they once described season one of Daredevil as PG-13, but then I saw a guy's brain fall out, which might not be very Disney safe. Maybe yeah. a second life on Hulu, which Disney has a majority stake on? Maybe. I think they're just going to go all in with their Disney Plus. I really do. Yeah. All right. So uh, next up, we got Nathaniel Muzzy on Facebook. Guys, I hate to do this, but you've now missed the most likely to be successful MCU POTUS on two occasions. Wilson Fisk. <laughs> Good man? Absolutely not. Presidential material? 100%. Wilson Fisk has the money and charisma to win a campaign, the knowledge of how government organizations work, the ability to bring people from disparate backgrounds that don't get along together to serve a singular goal. Everything he did in season one was for his city, and at a national level, his moral failings seem less egregious. <laughs> sure, he tried to have a bookkeeper killed, but as POTUS, he'll order drone strikes half a world away. He'll be two steps ahead of our country's enemies at all times. Wilson Fisk will ensure Congress works with him. He even has a charismatic first lady and a rags-to-riches story. Also, he has no powers. He'll just be one of us. Or he's just one of us. Is he a good man who I'd want to be the president? Nope. But you have to admit, he's more likely to run, win, and accomplish the platform he ran on than even Captain America. This statement paid for by Nathaniel Muzzies for Wilson Fisk for president. (laughs) (laughs) There's a whole council of Nathaniel Muzzies. Yes, a whole council of Nathaniel Muzzies, a little super pack of Nathaniel Muzzies that are combining their efforts to support Wilson Fisk for president. Uh, No, I, I, yeah, he's he's right. (laughs) He's not wrong. (laughs) Yeah, all of that makes perfect sense. <laughs> it's sad state of affairs that in our current political climate, the most, most like, the character most like politicians we know is Wilson Fisk. <laughs> it's a real bummer. <laughs> Thanks, Nathaniel Muzzy. Bringing, bringing the energy down again. I was mm. just getting out of my daredevil funk. Uh, he also said, with Daredevil canceled, I think it's safe to assume that Netflix MCU is over. I hardly use Netflix besides the Marvel shows, so it's going to be pretty easy to cancel and add Disney streaming service. Mm. That is That's a bummer funny. for Netflix. 
Yep. Losing money, Netflix. The thing is, I imagine, I imagine Disney had this plan five years ago. So, or four years ago. So, like, they must have started these shows, made them amazing on Netflix, and then with the full intent to cancel them and probably move them over the Disney service. So it's just like such a smart move. They put them on the biggest service, had the biggest service promote these shows for years, and then they're going to immediately be able to bring that audience over, you know? Yeah. It's real smart on Disney's part. If that's what they're doing, if that's what they're doing. Yeah. But there's, I mean, there's been talk that the execs at, uh, at, Disney hate the execs at Marvel TV studios and nobody gets along. So yeah, shit, man. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know either. Uh, Let's see. Sarah Elizabeth King said to us, okay, I just started listening to your podcast last week and I just wanted to say it's absolutely amazing. Well, thank Thank you you. so much, Sarah. Uh, She says, for some reason, as a girl, some people find it strange that I'm so into the MCU because for some reason there's a stigma that superheroes are for boys. Whatever. Screw that stigma. I agree. Screw that stigma. Yeah. Uh, She said, but I just also don't have a lot of girlfriends that like the MCU nearly as much as I do, so I don't have people to talk to about it. Listening to your podcast genuinely makes me happy because it's nice hearing other people freak out and cry over the same things I do. That being said, I just listened to a couple of the Infinity War feedback casts, and your view of the idea of people piggybacking off of the idea of a universe made me think of the Harry Potter world, and I wanted your opinion. I know Harry Potter isn't the subject that you guys talk about, but I think this is cool. I just went and saw Fantastic Beasts Part 2 last night, and it's definitely going to continue. Before the movie, I had told my sister about your podcast and how DC was trying to do what Marvel did, but they're not taking the time. I have a theory that what they're doing with the Fantastic Beasts movies will start a whole new era of the wizarding wizarding world, and we're probably going to have movies all the way up to right when Harry's parents were killed by Voldemort and the first Harry Potter starts. They have so many old characters as younger versions of themselves that it made me think of this theory. Why else would they bring Nagini, young Dumbledore, and so on? Uh, like, I'm totally nerding out here, but how cool would it be to see a movie about young Tom Riddle and how he came to be Voldemort? Anyways, I can't wait to listen to more of your podcasts. You guys are amazing. Keep up the great work. Mm. So I definitely think that this is their, the Fantastic Beasts franchise is definitely trying to pull off a Marvel. Um, by, by, by creating more content. But I mean, if you really think about it, that's nothing too new. Uh, you know, they made big Fellowship of the Ring movies, so then they wanted to make Hobbit movies. You could say it's a lot of different things, but, uh, it is, they're creating brand new content with this, creating, trying to create this universe. I don't know if they'll go as far as to create a bunch of different movies in this time period. If they're gonna do more Wizarding World movies, I have a feeling they would try to steer clear of this era because they've got it covered and they would jump to like either the future like past Harry Potter or they'll go like uh, you know to to a different era closer to now or whatever I think they'll do just some different things yeah yeah um it's yeah it's it's difficult to to do too much in the past because like everything in the books and everything in the movies that we've seen so far like there's all stuff that's already been established in a time frame, and if you don't strictly adhere to that in your movie, then you know it doesn't really it doesn't really work. 
And, and also, not just strictly adhering, the thing I would worry about, it, like like she mentioned the Tom Riddle, I, I think that would be fun to see all of that, but it reminds me a little too much of the Star Wars prequels. It's like, you see a young Tom Riddle, you've already seen a little bit of a young Tom Riddle in the, in, in the, in the, um, in the Harry Potter movies, and then you like try to go back and tell his story. I fear it would be like, End up like Solo. Yeah, well, no, I was thinking Anakin. Oh um, yeah, yeah. It would be it would be like trying to show literally the Darth Vader of that universe when he was a kid and tell a whole story about it. It just seems fraught with problems. And and a lot of that is just you just know how it's going to end. Like sure, you can insert a few characters, but you already know. Uh, Tom Riddle, you already know Severus, you already know because um, I think they were all around the same time, right? Or am I totally wrong on that? I don't know. I'm not good at the history of Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> this is not my universe. We're playing outside our sandbox, man. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, we'll we'll work through it. I mean, you, um, already, you already know Severus. You already know a lot of the teachers. You already know. Uh, you already know where all these people are going, and it's just it's it's hard to tell a story when you already know where everyone's going. Yeah. All, yeah, and like anybody that comes in that's new, it's like, oh, they're dead, because nobody else is going to be killed off because they have to be there for Harry Potter. Right, Not ne- and, and not necessarily they're going to be dead, but you definitely, like, you, you just know so many of the characters. I mean, if, if his parents are at the school, I don't, know if I don't know if his parents and Severus line up with Tom Riddle or not. I don't know if he was there before them. I, I don't know if he's, like, more like, uh, I don't know if Tom Riddle was more like... Dumbledore's age, or was Dumb- did Dumbledore teach Tom Riddle? I don't know. I'm real bad at this. <laughs> um, okay, so Tom Riddle was born December 31st, 1926. Okay, so yeah, he's more like Dumbledore's age. Uh, he's a little bit younger than Dumbledore. Okay. Because in, in Fantastic Beasts, they're in between uh, World War One and World War Two, So we're right around the time frame that Tom Riddle would have been born. Interesting. Oh, that that see now that that makes me think that these Fantastic Beasts movies are going to lead into just a simple like origin of Tom Riddle. Like we're going to find out about his parents and stuff like that. Could be Pro- probably Grindelwald. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tom, I am your father. But you know, in Jack Sparrow's voice. Oh right, right. <laughs> Tom, I'm, I'm your father. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can't and he's just like he's kind of swaying a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No. Um, but but good thoughts, Sarah. I, I definitely think they're going to do more with it. I mean, why wouldn't they? I don't know how it did. How doing? I'm going to look. Um, but I can't imagine it did poorly. Like so many people love. I don't think I didn't like Fantastic Beast One. What did you think of Fantastic Beast One, Jeff? Fantastic Beast One was pretty good. Um, I I enjoyed it. Um. I'm not like the biggest fan of the the Harry Potter franchise just in general. Um, right. I think that it was better though than the second one. Okay. Because um, you know the Crimes of Grindelwald, it was kind of. Oh, did you see it already? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, well, you know the the lady is a uh, is a big, big Potter fan. Potter head. I, I like the Harry Potter movies pretty well. I, I like the books uh, more than I like the. Uh, movies, which is so trite to say, uh, but I just thought Fantastic Beasts, the first one, had huge sections that were really boring. 
um, when he goes into his bag or whatever, and he's like showing off the different creatures, I felt like that that whole section lasted like thirty minutes and nothing happened. And I know you're supposed to just sort of be enraptured by the fact that all these cool creatures are happening, but like, I'm just not that interested in the cool creatures. I want to like, I want the cool creatures to do something. You know, I don't know. It, it just, and I maybe it's been a while, so I may not even be remembering it that well. But um, this this number two looks way better. Yeah, I mean, stuff happens in it. It just, it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like it's the same. It doesn't feel like Potter. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it has the same kind of magic. Um, And, you know, it it could be that the writer is different because they're having, they're, uh, they're having J.K. Rowling actually write the, the script. The screenplays, yeah. Which yeah, is they're, interesting that she's going from writing these books. It's like, she doesn't want to sit down and like write. I'm not going to sit down and write like hundreds of pages. I just want to write this script. <laughs> it's really funny to me. Yeah, and I mean, she's nothing bad about her, but she's a better novel writer than she is a screenplay writer. Right, it's a completely different skill set. Right. Um, and so, yeah. Like, I think that's fair to say. And I think she's only done it twice now. We'll see how she does. And, um, they honestly, I think they should have just paired her with a really good screenwriter. Yeah. Like, get a great screenwriter, pair them with J.K. Rowling and have them work together. Cause she needs someone who helps her with the structure of how to time, how to time a movie out and everything like that. You know, like, cause I think that's, that was the biggest problem with the first one for me was just the pacing was off. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I didn't. I don't see why everyone was so mad about Johnny Depp showing up. I, I like Johnny Depp. I know he's been in some weird movies lately, but I like him. I think there was um, the. It's it's more of the Kevin Spacey type thing. Yeah, you know, he he was accused or found guilty of. I'm not sure. He was definitely accused of uh, some unsavory activity. Oh, was he? See, I don't even know about that. See, I don't pay attention to people's lives. It's just, I, I just don't. I, I like the, I, I like the movies I like, but I don't, I don't know anything about people's lives. Yeah, yeah. He was. Um, uh, let's see, what was it? I, I don't even remember. Let's. It's not worth getting into, to be honest. It just right. he's Apparently, he was. He was wrapped up in some sort of scandal. Okay. According to, I'm just, I just searched controversies and it says he creates a toxic work environment. I don't know what that means. I don't have the details, but I just wanted to get some sort of headline or something at least that said what his controversies were because I don't want to accuse him of being me too if he wasn't, um, mm-hmm. of being Kevin Spacey because Kevin Spacey, uh, did some pretty bad things. <laughs> I don't want to just like throw that out there and not. And oh yeah, sorry. So I meant I meant Kevin Spacey in a way that it was like just the, that there was controversy. There was controversy. Kevin not Spacey like that he like, he he uh, <laughs> statutorily raped a, a a number of people, and so it's like right. yeah. Uh, that's I'm not saying that he raped anybody. Yeah, just that there was controversy. Yeah, there was sorry. a controversy. Okay, and that and that people expected him to not be a part of it because of that. Okay, gotcha. See, I, I, when he showed up, I was like, ooh, exciting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, Johnny I, I Depp. Johnny Depp. And um, he's got a weird colored eye. Yeah. It's going to be cool. Him with a weird look. That's new. <laughs> That's unique. Right. Like, uh, I think the thing about Johnny Depp and his, his weird characters, what makes, he's so likable on screen 
that you can throw him under a bunch of, you can make him a pirate. I think the Jack Sparrow character is awesome. Maybe a little overdone now that they've made like six of those movies. <laughs> but I, I've watched, I think, all of them, and I've enjoyed all of them because Johnny Depp is likable, and he makes uh, he makes good decisions with that character. Um, but I think there's just a lot of pushback because Johnny Depp is one of what well, he was considered one of the best actors around, and then he did nothing but like really weird character pieces for a really long time. And so when you see him show up in Fantastic Beasts, I think the the, the pushback was like, oh, really, Giant Depp in another weird outfit? I don't. I'm just not interested. And it's like <laughs> I I'm, I am. I think he's a great actor. I don't know. I didn't hear yeah. anything about the controversies. Um, but anyway, last piece of feedback. Last piece of feedback. Uh, we've got Brandon on Twitter said it at MCU cast. Thank you for slightly getting political. I know that's not why we listen, but at this point I care about what people espouse politically. If I'm going to support them, I'd love to know what each American MCU character would say about our current situation. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, you are welcome. We, we did get a little, we just, we got very slightly political a couple weeks ago. Um, and we don't normally get political. And, and honestly, the, one of the reasons I don't get political is because there's no nuance these days. And a lot of my opinions are fairly nuanced. And I feel like if I express an, it, it, it's such a, it's such an environment these days where if you express an opinion that someone doesn't agree with, they kind of think you, think you are just on the other side and all the other opinions you don't agree with align with them. And it's just like, I think that there are, there are issues that like are, are more complicated than they are simple. And, and sometimes it's really hard to talk about that stuff without just like someone jumping down your throat. And I just, it's really hard to do that. And so we're just trying to do a Marvel podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> tough. Tough world. I don't. I don't get it. You, you're saying that you can be on both sides of the aisle. I don't. Yeah, get it. you can like have some uh, issues that you don't completely agree with all 100 percent one side. <laughs> like it really does feel that way. Like if you if you espouse one issue that you're like, I kind of feel this way. This way, I feel sort of liberal. I'm, I'm kind of aligning with that side. And this way, and but I don't agree with them on this issue and that issue and this. You can't like. Talk issue by issue, you just have to kind of have to be on one side or the other. Um, and then, and then the, the the bad thing is, like, especially with things like racism. So, you think people should be taxed less, so people think you're racist? Like, it's really a crazy world right now. <laughs> like, that's like a live. That's like an actual thing we have going on right now. And while I don't want to talk politics, I'll talk about that all day. Like how. Uh, the 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 char the charged environment we live in where you can't listen to someone's argument for anything because you immediately think they want the worst of those people like and it goes for both sides like if someone says they want health care then people start thinking they're like a radical leftist terrorist uh, and then if someone wants, uh, if someone wants less taxes, they literally are called a racist sometimes. And it's just like, there's a, they're all complicated issues that we all need to talk about. <laughs> like, uh, it just bothers me so much. It's really hard to talk about all that stuff today. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to bring it up. 
<laughs> no, no, no. It's some feedback. Well, I appreciated the feedback. Um, for sure. Here's the feedback that I appreciate. Nathaniel Muzzy said to us on Facebook, finally got home to my box of swag. Oh, yeah. Wow, you guys killed it. Love Yay. the Howard shirt, especially. Yay. Yes, uh, we did. We sent out our first round of swag to our Patreon patrons. If you are a patron and you didn't get your swag, or if you were a patron for a little while at that level and you didn't get your swag you're owed, write us because some people haven't answered me on my email. Uh, and I also got a couple of them back because they went to the wrong address apparently. So I got a, we still got a few, I just got those back today. So we got a few, uh, people that are still owed their swag. We got a couple t-shirts and a couple glasses and some cool designs that we're real proud of. So, um, if, oh, uh, that, that actually brings up, uh, if you want uh, some of these t-shirts, uh, we have a few extras because we had to print a certain amount to get them printed. They're very, very limited run. We mostly just made them for our Patreons, but we do have a few extras. So we're selling, uh, one t-shirt for $25 or both designs for $35. Um, One's a cool Infinity Gauntlet Howard the Duck design, and one is an MCU cast logo design with some cool drawings of us on it. Um, and so if you're interested in that, please hit us up um, on any of the places and let us know you're interested, and we can send you a PayPal link or whatever, and we'll mail you a shirt for 25 for one, 35 for both, because we're really just trying to make back the money that we kind of wasted on extra shirts because we had to. <laughs> So we're not trying to really make wasted. money off it. We're just trying to make our money back. So if you want a shirt, 25 for one, 35 for both. Should be should be neat. Um, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. Um, yeah. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. If you want to support the show and be a part of the next swag delivery, go to patreon.com slash mcucast, and you can support the show there. Um, yeah, you guys are awesome. Peace. Until next time, true believers.